with some outdoors on 1043 The Fan. Let's go right to the phones. And joining us from St. Pete's Fly Shop in Fort Collins is Vince Herrera. Good morning, Vince. Hey, Terry. How are you? I'm doing great. We're going to talk some pond fishing. We've been talking that all morning long with the hatcheries. But before we do that, let's go through an update on what you're seeing out on the rivers. Yeah, everything's uh, looking good here in Fort Collins right now. Um, you know, actually, I was looking at the, the morning forecast, and all next week it's, like, dropping down to 70s, so it's really nice. So, uh, like, our flows around here in Fort Collins on the Poudre River, um, they started to drop a little bit, and it's great that we still have this much water this late into the year. Um, usually we see things start to taper off in, like, July, but we had so much rain this spring and so much snowpack and still getting some showers up in our uh, in the Poudre Canyon that uh, water is still moving along. So with the water temps kind of becoming a little bit cooler and the air temps becoming cooler, everything is looking really good up there. The fish have been tuned in to eating off the surface. Um, the streamer fishing should start picking up here pretty soon. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's been really good around here on the, on the Pooter and the, and the Big Thompson. Now, the Pooter, especially, people have questions because... We had the fire, we have the burn scars, which obviously impacted the river a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. um, all, and also we hear that there's been some off and on flooding, both the Poudre and the Big Thompson. Is, are you seeing fish in the, both those rivers up and, down the, uh, up and down the rivers, or is there some spots they should be avoided? How do you feel about it? You know, yes, it is good. I mean, I've talked to a lot of folks, too, who have, like, stopped putting a little bit of pressure on the Poudre River, which is really good. Um, I would say that the areas that took most of the hit from the mudslide and the, and the fires were going to be from, like, rustic, kind of closer to the top of Poudre Canyon, down to right around, like, the Mishawaka is where you see a lot of, like, debris even still coming down. So, you know, like, there are fish starting to move back into those areas of the river, which is really cool. Um, a couple of years ago, you couldn't buy a fish out there. Um, but now, you know, you spend some time in those little sections, and um, not only has... CPW been stocking the river um, in some of those portions, but you also see some of those fish coming back and the bug populations coming back, which is really cool too. So um, occasionally when we do get a rainstorm, you know, it runs off the burn scar, and I think it goes kind of north and south a little bit, and I think that's why the Big Thompson still experiences some off-color water. Um, so you'll get some off-color water up there after a rainstorm for a couple of days, but it, it begins to clear up, and uh, a couple of days later you're able to get back to, out there and um, throw some flies and, and catch those fish, which is really cool. Like I said, I mean, there's fish moving back into those areas where you, you couldn't even see them or find them a couple of years ago. So it's starting to come back a little bit. Yeah, another good thing about both the Pooter and the Big Thompsons, there's a lot of public access. Yeah. And and now with the football games starting and things, there's actually going to be a lot of people are going to put their, a lot of them are hunters. They're out yeah. hunting, a lot of hardcore anglers. Yeah. You're going to see the pressure on the streams a lot less. It's going to be a lot easier to access these streams, I think, don't you? Yeah, definitely. And even, you know, summer kind of comes to a close and everybody goes back to work and, and students go back to school. So a lot of the pressure that you do see over the summer even starts to take it easy as well. So I think as we move closer to fall, um, yeah, you start seeing less people out there, which is, which is, um, which is nice, you know. It kind of gives the fish a break a little bit. Um, so, yeah, you definitely kind of see that change um, as we approach the kind of the cooler season. Now, you said you're using pretty small flies on the pooter because of the flows were a little low. 
um, or at least clear. They were very clear. Mm-hmm. Um, are you still seeing quite a bit of hop, uh, dry dropper? Are you still being able to take advantage of that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, we had a really good year for, like, our salmon fly hatches and, and some of those big bugs like cicadas and stoneflies and everything. So a couple months ago, we were fishing, you know, size 6s and size 8 hopper patterns and stonefly patterns. And, and when everything starts to kind of clear up, I think those fish get really comfortable with eating some of the smaller flies. So we've been throwing smaller hoppers, you know, like size 12s, 14s, 16s, and they're still eating those um, pretty frequently. And then um, on top of the hopper dropper fishing, you know, in like the morning I'll start out with um, a hopper dropper rig, and then as the sun comes out and it starts warming up a little bit, you'll start seeing a lot of, you know, pale morning duns, caddis. Um, those are really big hatches on the pooter right now. And so it's it's cool to be able to cut the nymph off for a little bit and even throw like a double dry fly rig with a bigger fly up front and then like a size 16 or a size 18 mayfly behind it or a 14 caddis. Um, yeah, so those fish will definitely key to the surface during those hatches. And then after that kind of dies back down, you kind of throw on a nymph again, and you're just back to fishing. There's some pocket water and some riffles with uh, with the hopper dropper rig. It's really fun. Yeah, it sounds like it. I want to change gears on you because we were talking mostly warm water, but both trout and warm water. I know you're a big still water angler, and there's a lot of water to take advantage of for fly anglers, isn't there? Oh, yeah, there's a lot. There's Lots of lakes up at the top of Poudre Canyon to go to, you know, like Chambers Lake, Joe Wright, there's Barnes Meadow Reservoir. Um, there's tons of stuff over in Rocky Mountain National Park that'll soon be, like, flowing down a little bit um, up in the high country, which is really fun to fish, too, and throwing little dry flies and leeches at those fish. Um, yeah, and so as we get kind of into fall, you know, we'll start spending a lot of time on those still waters before they get too cold to fish. and. People like to take advantage and, and use the opportunities to go up there to Joe Wright and, and catch grayling. And there's some, there's a couple like like Lake Agnes, for example, has a lot of cool fish in there as well um, that are really open to eating dry flies. So yeah, not only is like the the high country still water game really fun during the fall before it closes out, but I mean now that we get into the cooler temps and it's not 95 degrees every day anymore, you know a lot of people go up back out there. In some of our local ponds and, and lakes in, in Fort Collins here, and they start targeting bass and, and carp and bluegill. Um, all that stuff starts to pick up again, too. Um, we get a good bite for it in the spring, and then it slows down for a little bit when it gets really hot. And then, um, yeah, now that it cools down, I mean, those fish start getting pretty active out there. You can have so much fun fishing these warm. We just talked about what it takes to get these warm water species into these ponds. Why don't you tell us a little bit? We got about three minutes left. Tell us about how you approach a warm water uh, small pond for either bass or panfish. Yeah, you know, um, bluegill and crappie, they eat quite a bit of stuff. So with those, you know, I like to go out there myself with like a little two-weight rod, a fiberglass rod, and I'll throw on like a nymph or um, maybe like a little leech pattern that's small enough for those those fish to eat, and you could have a field day out there just like roping little bluegill and crappie, which is really fun. We all like to do that here at the shop, and you know, um, usually it's, I'll go out in the morning when it's still cool and you catch a couple, and then when it starts to heat up, you start seeing some other fish cruise around, so um, you can fish some bluegill out there, and then we'll take a, a like a maybe a six, a five or a six um, fly fly rod, and we'll go and target the bass and the carp that are out there too. And those fish are really fun. I mean, you could use everything from 
hoppers and poppers on the surface for the the smallmouth. Um, and that's that's a great time, you know. That's pretty visual, and those fish like to fight pretty hard. Um, so it's it's really fun doing that. And I'm hoping, you know, in the spring we had so many cicadas around here. There was bass eating cicadas everywhere, and it might worth be worth giving a shot to throw a cicada at them. And with those dry flies, you know, you throw them on the surface, you make them move a little bit, and those fish love eating them. It's a blast. And and then eventually, you know, maybe throughout the day when it's high sunlight those fish will push down a little bit deeper, like the bass um, and the carp. So we'll try to, you know, rig up maybe a leech rig with like a thin mint woolly bugger or a squirrel leech, um, and we kind of cast those out there and let them sink. And once you find the depth that they're cruising at, you could uh, you could hook up into those, those smallmouth that are hanging out a little deeper. And sometimes what I'll do is I'll put like a little leech on my front fly and then maybe about two feet back i'll put like a white bait fish or a clouser minnow and uh, same thing i'll just like cast it out there and let it fall and you could find these fish along weed beds or in uh, along drop-offs where kind of the depth changes take place um and it's a, it's a blast out there it really is i mean uh not enough fly anglers take advantage i think two reasons we're going to run out of time here but we won't get in depth but one is they they're so focused on trout but the other one is even on trout, uh, still waters, a lot of fly anglers, they use the current in the river to help them locate the fish and then to make their presentation. So they get a little anxious, I should say, when they fish still water. They lose a little confidence, don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. I think my biggest key to finding success on lakes, ponds, and other still waters like that is, is having your flies either on the water surface as long as possible or under the water surface as long as possible. Um, when I first started trying to dive into those, those different destinations and fishing those different lakes and everything, that was one thing that I did find difficult is like your, your currents will move your flies to the fish. Whereas on a lake, you kind of just have to wait for fish to see them and cruise around. So if you're spending time casting and your flies aren't in the water, that's less time that the fish are going to see them. So it's really important just to kind of like have patience, maybe fish a couple of flies for 15, 20 minutes and let them get to different depths or let them sit there for a few minutes. And if they're not cruising around and eating them, it's like a good thing to change up that, those flies. But for the most part, it's just keeping them in the water as long as possible. We are out of time. If people want more information or just to see your stores, how do they find you guys? Uh, so you can go to our website. We uh, It's just stpetes.com, S-T-P-E-T-E-S.com, and that will have our addresses to each location. We have two locations in Fort Collins, one in Old Town and one on the south end of town. And, I mean, we're always happy just to, like, talk to people on the phone and point them in the right direction. And our big mission here at the shop is to be able to guide people as much as possible from the shop. So we're always happy to kind of get people out on new water, show them what flies we're using. Um, and, yeah, definitely come up and, and check out the stores. You know, the Old Town store is a really unique building that a lot of people like to come in and, and look through. And our cell shop is really cool, too. It used to be a, an old barn home, I believe. So, um, yeah, two unique, cool locations, and everybody is super eager to, to help anybody who comes in. All right. We are out of time, Vince, but thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, absolutely, Terry. Have a good weekend, and, uh, yeah, thanks for having me on. You bet. Vince Herrera, St. Pete's Fly Shops. We're going to take a time out, and one of our favorite outdoor personalities is going to join us, and we're going to talk hunting on Terry Wixom Outdoors on 104.3 The Fan.